What you're about to listen to is a Pod Bros exclusive. Age of the Geek, baby. We run the world. I see you shiver with anticipation. Man, what's gotten into you? How's everybody doing? It is another episode of Dave's Nerd Compendium, and with it being a high holy holiday, uh, for those of you who don't know, I'm a big Halloween fan, mainly because I'm not the creepy person that can fall asleep or watch a horror movie and fall asleep and be perfectly fine anymore. It's actually looked at and frowned upon if you don't watch horror movies on Halloween. So, today's episode, <laughs> as cheesy as it will be, um, I found an article on Real Rundown, the 25 worst horror films of all time, and I found an article on Rotten Tomato, the best and worst horror movies of 2018. Now granted, 2018's not over yet, but just think, we're like eight weeks away from being done with the year. So there's probably been a decent amount of good and bad horror films, and it's tradition on this show to talk horror movies or list out horror movies and TV shows, so why not talk about the worst horror films? Because I will say recently, I rewatched Jennifer's Body because I just needed a good laugh, and people thought I was crazy because I'm watching a bad horror movie, and I'm watching it willingly, but I'm watching it just to laugh, because, come on, if you've ever seen Jennifer's Body, you understand what I'm doing. It's that bad but on this uh, list they go in actual numerical order from 1 to 25 but I'm going to skip down to the end of it so I can run back the list from 25 to 1 for each and every one of you so again this article comes from Real Rundown, and as soon as I get past the comment or comments, uh, they do have a couple uh, shorter lists. The worst horror movies on Netflix, uh, Most Likely to Die, XX, The Open Door, Death Note, and Cloverfield... Paradox, and the worst zombie, or sorry, worst horror movies of the 80s, you got Zombie Nightmare, The Last Slumber Party, 
blood cult, elves, and ghoulies. Sad thing is, I actually remember ghoulies. So, ha. But number 25 on the list, and they have the movie poster, which is just amazing. Uh, From 2008, you got Zombie Strippers. Zombie Strippers is another movie that was intended to be bad. It stars former porn star Jenna Jameson as a stripper. It's not much of an acting stretch on her part, yet she is still horrible. Robert England, Freddy Krueger, is also in this movie. That made me sad. A virus is released and turns one of the girls into a zombie. This seems to work out well for her career otherwise. Um... The other girls become jealous and decide to become zombies themselves, with scores of horny male victims willingly walking through the door they don't lack for a meal. The only thing I did really like about this movie was a song by uh, Casey, uh, a group from Illinois, that was featured in the movie. Again, this is the author of the article talking about it. Uh, The next one, keeping in the zombie feel, from 2004, Zombie Nation. A pack of zombie women raised from the dead in order to exact revenge on a crazy cop who has a uh, penchant for killing the women he arrests. A love zombie movie or I love zombie movies, and while the story sounds interesting, the movie is not. The acting is terrible. The level of makeup effects is equivalent to me uh, taking some Halloween makeup from the store and making my face pasty with black circles under my eyes. The movie lacks uh, continuity, seems to jump around, and makes little sense. I could have made a better movie with the video camera on my phone. It really was a joke. How was this movie, or how this movie ever got made is beyond me. The next one from 2005, the worst horror movie ever made. What list of bad horror movies would be complete without a movie that titles itself as such? As I said, some movies are intentionally bad. This is one of them, with characters such as Zombie Jesus, a demon made of poop, and a toilet paper mummy. uh, This movie could never be considered good. A couple goes on a run when their friend dies during a card game. They encounter scores of strangers and ridiculous characters. This movie was so unbelievably bad that they decided to... To, uh, or they needed to remake the movie, the worst horror movie ever made. The remake came out a few years later following a similar storyline with scores of new strange characters. Now, number 22 on the list is actually two movies. The original from 1986 and the sequel from 1990. It's called Troll. 
Troll was beyond bad. Troll 2 was worse. Troll was about a man who was transformed into a troll by his ex-wife. While I'm sure we have always wished we had this power, you might reconsider after seeing this movie. The troll takes possession of a little girl and through the girl goes about transforming the tenants of the apartment into plant pods. Sonny Bono plays a tenant in the first movie. Trolls 2 has no trolls. So why do they call it Trolls 2? Mm, not sure. The film follows a family on a trip that lands them in danger from plant-eating monsters and goblins. The mediocre cast of unknowns only add to the badness of the film with terrible acting and a stupid plot. The next movie on the list, 1990's Soul Taker. Who do you get when you want the look of a big-name actor without paying a A-list paycheck? You call Joel or Joe Estevez, brother of Martin Sheen and Emilio Estevez. He looks enough like his brother without casting or without costing nearly as much. Of course, you get what you pay for. His acting skills are far below that of either of his brothers. Every family has that one person. Soul Taker is about a group of teenagers that are killed in a car accident. They leave their bodies, realize that they are dead, and they quickly uh, hunt or and are quickly hunted by Estevez's character, the Soul Taker. Uh, Estevez is ordered around by a very strange-looking angel of death. The movie lacks any redeeming qualities. The story is dumb. The characters are stereotypical and boring. And the special effects amount to something that looks like a uh, glow-in-the-dark bracelet uh, you get out of a vending machine uh, at the fair. The next movie is from 1953, Robot Monster. The generic title for a horrible movie. What is a robot monster, you ask? Well, it's a guy in a gorilla suit with a diving helmet on. Um, I'm not joking here. I would not kid about such a thing. I guess this was supposed to be scary. I really don't see it. How? The robot monster is sent to Earth to capture human beings in preparation for an alien invasion. Did the aliens create the robot? Are all the aliens part gorilla, part diver? Uh... The robot monster manages to destroy all life on Earth in short order, but spends the rest of the movie trying to kill the five remaining people on the planet. His sci-fi ray gun looks like a cheap toy, and the other special effects in the movie are ridiculous beyond belief. Another movie you just have to see to believe. Uh, number 19 on the list is the 1998 remake of the movie Psycho. This film was 
shot frame for frame exactly like Hitchcock's original. So how can this movie be bad? Well, it isn't Hitchcock, that's for sure. Why bother remaking a movie that and making it exactly the same? They basically just added color and used different actors. I guess there are some out there that complain that remakes are too different from the original, so they decided to make it exactly the same. Did it work? Nah, nothing replaces a classic. The original Psycho is a horror movie masterpiece. This was a piece of steaming crap. It was. It had a promising cast in a foolproof script, but it still managed to be a complete, total waste of time and money. They would have been better off recreating an incredibly stupid, campy musical version of the movie. At least, that would have been worth watching, if only for the amusement of such an absurd idea. The next movie from 1958, Planet Nine from Outer Space. One of the worst movies ever made. Planet Nine is another amazingly bad movie from the king of bad movies, Ed Wood. Aliens come to Earth and resurrect the dead to create a zombie army to stop the world from creating a solar-powered weapon of mass destruction. With dialogue like, future events such as these will affect you in the future. The movie is tragically bad. Cupboard, or sorry, cardboard tombstones decorated an incredibly low budget cemetery. The spaceship looks strangely like a hubcap someone swapped from a car and the string holding it up actually catches fire. I guess editing wasn't in the budget either. This is the sort of movie you really just have to see for yourself to see how bad it was. It goes beyond just a bad movie. There is nothing good about this movie aside from the fact that it might be good for a laugh. Next movie on the list is 2007's Paranormal Activity. I know there are people out there that really like this movie. My sister is one of them. I am not. Maybe it's because I actually paid good money to see it in the theater. I feel like I got ripped off. Its scares are minimal and trivial. Uh, the only creepy part is the ending. It's like a worse version of the Blair Witch Project that is set inside someone's house. I left the theater feeling cheated. The character of the boyfriend was not likable at all. I was actually watching the movie hoping something bad would happen to him. There were some interesting parts and the premise of the movie was good. It just wasn't executed well. The next on the list from 1965, Orgy of the Dead. A bad movie list would not be complete without at least one Ed Wood movie. We already had one. Here's another. 
Orgy of the Dead is considered by some to be the worst movie he ever made, and one of the worst movies of all time. A couple head to a cemetery in order to, or uh, let me start over. A couple heads to a cemetery in order to get inspiration for a horror story, only to land in the middle of one themselves. They are captured by a party of movie monsters and forced to watch a tedious, never-ending Dance of the Dead. Sitting through this movie is torture in and of itself. Ed Wood has made some laughable bad movies, and this ranks right up there with the best, or the worst, of them. The next on the list, from 2002, Nine Lives. What is it about Paris Hilton that just makes a movie awful? Oh, that's right. She can't act. The movie is about a spirit that resides in an old Scottish manor. Nine friends show up there to celebrate a buddy's birthday when the spirit is unleashed. It possesses one after another, killing along the way. While the premise for the story is arresting, the acting, not so much. Characters are very one-dimensional and flat. The acting is barely tolerable. The plot has holes in it so big you could drive a truck through them. I guess I can't fully blame Paris Holton for how bad this movie is, but she is a contributing factor. Number 14 on the list from 1965, Monsters, or sorry, Monster A-Go-Go. Even the title of this movie sounds bad. The premise of this story is about an astronaut after a trip into space crash lands into a field. He is badly uh, affected by radiation and goes on a rampage. He then disappears. It is only after this that we discover that he is not the real astronaut. The real astronaut is found thousands of miles away, alive and well. Does any of this make any sense? What a horrible plot. Apparently, the movie was intended to be made years earlier, but ran out of money. The footage was tucked away somewhere, only to be found later. Footage was added, as was the wonderful voiceover narration that worked so well in The Creeping Terror. Another terrible or horrible movie affected by the constraints of budget, but was still released anyway. Number 13 on the list from 1966, Manus, The Hands of Fate. Coming in at lucky number 13 is another horrible movie that has been created by or covered by the show Mystery Science Theater 3000. This movie is really bad that it had to have been made that way on purpose. Then again, maybe not. You'll be stunned at how bad it is. The movie is about a family that starts out on vacation ends up getting lost, only to wind up at a shack where the residents worship an evil deity called Manus. The, the fights between the wives of the master 
are really quite hilarious, though I doubt they were intended to be that way. It has often appeared at the top of lists for worst movies of all time. Number 12 on the list is actually a a franchise of movies that goes from the original in 1993, 10 years to 2003, with uh, the sixth movie. Although there has been another movie to relaunch the series. This is the Leprechaun movies. The movie series goes from the first movie starring Jennifer Aniston with her old nose and ends up with the terrible Leprechaun 6, Back to the Hood. Yep, the Leprechaun goes to the hood in two separate movies. What could be better than that? Well, just about anything. The Leprechaun movies follow a stupid premise of an evil evil leprechaun that kills those who steal his gold. And a lot of times, even those who don't. The character is disturbing only in its laughability. Not only, or not one of these movies is any good. I will say I actually like the Leprechaun movies because of the laughability. Warwick Davis is an amazing actor, and he plays a leprechaun in all six of these films. So, we'll just leave it at that. The next movie on the list is another one of my laughable favorites. From 2001, Jason X. Friday the 13th in space. What a concept, right? No, not really. Being that Jason cannot be killed, he was frozen in order to keep him from killing. He is unfrozen many years later aboard a spacecraft by thoughtless scientists. He continues to reign his terror in the vast expanse of space. The movie is ridiculous. The concept is silly. The movie does have some redeeming qualities. Uh, The death scenes are incredibly hilarious. There is one scene that cracks me up. I'm not sure if it's supposed to. Jason is in a simulator where he encounters the classic horror scene of two half-naked cheerleaders camping in the woods. The way in which he kills them is beyond funny. Uh, I will let you have to see it for yourself. I too will not want to spoil that for you, but that is my favorite scene in the entire movie. Uh, The next movie on the list, 2005's House of Wax. Uh... House of Wax has one redeeming quality. Paris Hilton dies in this movie. And before you get too upset that I spoiled something in the movie, it happens fairly early into the movie. That was the only good part of the whole movie. House of Wax is a horrible, terrible, truly bad remake of a decent classic horror movie starring Vincent Price. If you want to see a good version of the movie, look up the 1953 version. It was way better. House of Wax is about a group of teens who stumble onto a creepy wax museum in an abandoned town during a camping trip. The wax figures are so real and with good reason. The acting is bad. 
I mean, seriously, Paris Hilton in a movie here. That's has to tell you something. The next movie on the list is from 2003, House of the Dead. Based on the arcade game of the same name, House of the Dead is about zombies. I love zombie movies, by the way. And I love the House of the Dead game, especially House of the Dead Overkill. The movie, though, is just awful. In typical horror fashion, a group of teenagers arrive at an island in order to party it up in a rave. Many times, or how many times have you seen that premise? Unfortunately for them, the island is overrun by zombies. The movie is beyond bad, with scenes from the game spliced into the live-action scenes of the movie. The deaths at the end in the video game fashion. This could have been a great concept, but fell flat. Of course, this movie also featured a mindless plot, terrible acting, and pointless nudity. I will say I remember watching this movie in the theaters and thinking the same exact thing. The next movie on the list, from 2006, Hood of Horror. I have to start off with saying, I love Snoop Dogg, or whatever he decides to call himself now. It's like Prince, the symbol, the purple one, whatever. Um, I really do. I hate this movie, though. It's really bad. Sorry, Snoop. Despite having a decent cast of actors, including Ernie Hudson, Danny Trejo, Billy D. Williams, well and Jason Alexander. Uh, the three stories of terror that make up Hood of Terror are just bad. The stories are more like episodes from Tales from the Crypt, set in the inner city. Snoop Dogg, as the Hound of Hell, sits in as the host instead of the Crypt Keeper. But other than that, it could have been a few episodes of the show slapped together. The next movie on the list from 1988, Hobgoblins. Another movie covered by Mystery Science Theater 3000 is a truly awful Hobgoblins. In fact, the director of the movie is the one who submitted it to MST3K and MST3K writer called it one of the worst movies ever made. Hobgoblin is about a bunch of little aliens that kind of look like darker, furrier versions of the gremlins. Uh, they go about killing people by fulfilling their greatest desires. Of course, every horrible horror movie has to have unnecessary nudity and sex, and this movie is no different. The plot is your typical B-rated ridiculousness. For some reason, which is beyond my understanding, they made a sequel to the movie. Number six on the list. Uh, they don't have a year written down, but it's Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Now, I love the Halloween movies. 
both the author and myself personally. All of them except this one. Michael Myers is an iconic horror villain who has no role in the movie whatsoever. So why is it part of the series? Your guess is as good as mine. This movie stinks on so many levels. It's called Season of the Witch, but there are no witches. The movie is about a company called Silver Shamrock that sells Halloween masks. Some say this movie is underrated because it is the only movie in the Halloween series without Michael Myers in it. But I disagree. I dislike it for more reasons than that. Maybe the movie would not be bad or would not be bad in my mind if they had called it something else or kept it out of the Halloween series. Then again, it's still just a terrible movie. The next movie on the list from 1992, Dr. Giggles. Stars Larry Drake, best known as the mentally handicapped character on L.A. Law, as Dr. Evan Rendell. Rendell is a psychopath who escapes from a mental institute to seek revenge on a town that caught his murdering father. Like father, like son, I guess. The murders all have a surgical element to them, and as he murders his victim, Dr. Giggles lets out this creepy high-pitched giggle. By the end of the movie, the giggle is even more irritating than nails on a chalkboard. Of all the movies about a crazed escape mental patient, this one is the worst I've ever seen. And there's a lot of bad ones. This movie made me wish there was a deranged psychopath on the loose to put me out of my misery. Next on the list is another classic from the 1960s. Actually, 1964. The Creeping Terror. What can you say about a movie that had to be narrated in post-production due to the fact that all the audio had been lost. The budget did not allow for re-recording it. Aside from that, the movie used uh, reserve stock footage of a spacecraft taking off to depict an alien craft landing on the planet. It has a monster that looks somewhat like a carpet-covered version of a Chinese dragon or someone walking around in a really dirty sleeping bag. Uh, the effects are terrible. The plot is awful, and the narration is strange. The narration frequently skews off-topic, rambles on, and seems at times to have little to do with the actual movie. The Creeping Tear has been called by some the worst movie ever made. It is one of the worst I've ever seen. I watched it knowing full well that it was going to be terrible. Sometimes you just have to watch a really bad movie to see how really bad it actually is. The next one on the list is from 2000. Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. First off, 
Some will say that the Blair Witch Project is a terrible movie. In my opinion, my personal opinion, it is. In many ways, it was. In other ways, it was innovative, creative, and different. It wasn't a great movie, but it was a good or great concept. It really took an interesting approach to movie making. Book of Shadows, on the other hand, is just dumb. To start with, the writers couldn't even come up with a creative name for the characters. They just took the actors' names and changed them a little bit. The story is simple enough as far as sequels goes. The characters are interested with the story of what happens to the three filmmakers that went missing, so they went off to investigate. They take the Blair Witch tour and end up camping out in a house for the night. The plot is incredibly thin, and the actors are mediocre at best. The next is from 1987, called Blood Diner. What can I say about this movie? That's right, it's terrible. Two brothers own a health food diner. They are aided by the animated brain and genitals of their uncle in a terrible plot. They kill unsuspecting women in order to get all the required parts that they need for a blood feast to resurrect the ancient Egyptian goddess. How terrible is this movie? Well, there's a scene where the brothers go to a topless aerobics class and gun down everyone in the place. A horrible movie just isn't complete without unnecessary nudity. Now the number one movie on this list, we go back to the 60s, 1961 to be exact, with The Beast of Yoko or Yuka Flats. Uh, some of the worst movies ever made have been featured on Mystery Science Theater 3000. This is one of those movies. The film is about a defecting Russian scientist. The unfortunate scientist gets hit by a blast from a nuclear test and is transformed into a horrifying monster. The movie stars Tor Johnson, former wrestler, as the scientist slash beast. The movie is filmed in silent. And voiceovers and special effects are added later. The result is a movie where the picture and sound are poorly synchronized and the characters only speak when their faces are off camera or less visible due to darkness and distance. Ever watch a movie where the sound and picture doesn't line up? It's kind of like watching a dubbed Godzilla movie. The action scenes are laughable at best and the effects are pretty bad even for the time. There really isn't much else to say about the movie. It was just really bad. Really, really, really bad. That's a list from Rundown. Now, 
I'm not going to go into too much detail about the movies from 2018, because chances are I haven't seen them yet. But it looks like there's a total of 51 movies on this list, and they're ranked from worst to best. So I am just going to go through and read off the movies, what they're rated at, and what Rotten Tomatoes rates them at. I won't give you too much about it. Um, at the bottom of the list, at 51, Slender Man, which Rotten Tomatoes ranks it at a 8%. Number 50 is Winchester, ranked at 14%. Number 49 is Bloomhouse's Truth or Dare at 14%. Number 48 is The Cloverfield Paradox at 17%. Number 47 is The Nun at 26%. Number 46 is Inside Out at 29%. Number 45 is Insidious, The Last Key number at 32%. Number 44 is The Predator at 33%. Number 43 is The Strangers Pray at Night at 39%. Number 42 is Hell Feast at 40%. Number 41 is Feral at 45%. Number 40 is The Meg at 45%. Number 39 is Marrowbone at 46%. Number 38 is Goosebumps 2 Haunted Halloween at 47%. Number 37 is Cold Skin at 50%. Hey, we're starting to get it a little bit better. Number 36 is Down a Dark Hall at 52%. Number 35 is Bad Samaritan. At 53%. Number 34 is The First Purge. Also at 53%. Number 33. Our House. At 55%. Number 32. The Lodgers. At 55%. Number 31. Is Dead Night. At 57%. Number 30. Is Slice. At 59%. 29 is Us and Them. At 61%. 28. Bloodfest. At 62%. Number 27. Lullaby. At 64%. Number 26. The Little Stranger. At 65%. 25. The Cured. At 66%. Ooh, I didn't know they made this movie. Number 24, Puppet Master, The Littlest Reich, at 68%. Big Puppet Master fan here. Uh, number 23, The Summer of 84, at 67. Number 22 is Wilding, at 70%. Uh, number 21 is The Ranger, at 71%. Funny, we go back to 70% for a couple of these. Uh, number 20 
at 70% is still born. Or I should say still slash born. Uh, number 19, again at 70%, is Suspiria. Number 18 is Mom and Dad at 75%. Number 17, The Night Eats the World uh, at 79%. Number 16, I've heard mixed reviews about. Uh, it's Halloween at 79%. Number 15, Don't Leave Home at 80%. Number 14, Apostle, at 79%. Number 13, Unsane, at 80%. Number 12, The Devil's Doorway, again at 81%. Number 11, Ghost Stories, at 82%. Number 10, The Cleanse, at 85%. Number 19, is Paywack or Paywacked? Not sure how you pronounce that. It's eighty-five percent on Rotten Tomato. Number eight is Upgrade at eighty-six percent. Number seven is Ravenous at eighty-eight percent. Number six is Heredity, which I heard was a horrible movie, uh, at eighty-nine percent. Number five. Are We Not Cats? Numbers at 91%. Uh, number four is Revenge at 92%. Number three is Mandy at 92%. Number two is The Endless at 94%. And number one, which I've heard was a very good movie, at 95% on the Rotten Tomatoes scale, A Quiet Place. I will have to say that these movies, some of them actually interest me in seeing. Some of them not so much. But um, if you haven't seen some of the movies from the 60s that I talked about, if you're looking for just something that's a good laugh, like laughably bad horror movies. These are some of the best ones to go see. Um, I would throw in uh, Jennifer's Body in the laughably bad horror movies aspect, um, especially if you watch the unrated version. It's a little bit better. Um, yeah, there's just so many of them out there. Um, yeah, I, I'm just dumbfounded by the number of movies that I found. Again, if you want to check out these movies, if you want to own a copy of them or rent them, go to podbros.com, click the Amazon link, go to Amazon, rent the movie, buy the movie, um, just check it out. Uh, there is a MST3K collector's pack on Amazon, actually a couple of them, and you do get like three or four movies per collector's pack. It might be worth it to get, especially if you like the uh, B, C, and D rated movies. 
But you don't get church dancing extra. A small kickback comes back to us. And we truly appreciate it because it keeps the lights on in the studio. And helps us pay for maintenance on equipment and everything. Or you could go to tpublic.com. Um, really have to get a copy of John doing his jingle for tpublic because I don't remember what it is. Also, patreon.com. Search Pod Bros. Uh, there's a one dollar nerd compendium level where you get to a newsletter monthly from me that says, "Hey, what all I'm reading, what all I'm digging for movies or TV shows and stuff like that." Or if you want, up it up to four dollars, and you can also add in the uh, Pod Bros After Dark show. So those shows are. Very good to check out. But you know what? It's Halloween. I'm about ready to pop in another horror film as soon as I get out of work. So sit back and enjoy. Alright, time for some housekeeping. As always, you can find me on Podbros Network, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn. But you can also find me on Twitter at DaveTheNerd underscore TNC. On Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave's Nerd Compendium. All one word, no apostrophes. You can also go to davenc.com and find everything there. Find everything on podbros.com in the Dave the Nerd section. I have a YouTube channel. Just search Dave the Nerd. And I'll do like unboxings and I might do like a movie review or something on there just to give a little bit of content. And don't forget while you're on iTunes at Stitcher to rate the show five stars, thumbs up, whatever they take. And if you write a review, I can read it and then focus the show to be more about what you want to hear. So with all that being said, thank you ever so kindly. And as always, and if you need a man, find a nerd. (gasps) Overload. Pleasure overload. Same thing we do every night, Pinky. Try to take over the world.